Well, good morning. I have some thoughts that have been on my heart and uh, and some encouragements that we all need. We all need to be encouraged. Brothers and sisters, these are dark days, and the darkness is surrounding us. And there are, are ways to overcome darkness, and it's with light. Uh, so I, I question, you know, why do we... Why do we come to church? Why do we come here? You, you've heard me say that. Why, why do we come together on Sundays, the, the first day of the week? And, and I know that you can think of scriptures that talk about how the early church met on the first day of the week. And Paul says, when, when you come together on the first day of the week, uh, leave your, your offering there and we'll pick it up on our way to Jerusalem. So it's been a tradition that, that we meet on Sundays. It's been there for a long time. You know, as a Catholic, uh, you know, it's like a mortal sin to miss Mass on Sunday. You know, mortal sin, that's like the difference between a felony and a misdemeanor. This is a felony. Uh, and, and you, you know, you were afraid to miss, you know, no matter where you were. If you were traveling, you found a church and you got in there and, and you went to church. Uh, I, I remember as a new Christian, of course, you know, that frees me from the law. But as a new Christian, I was going to a church that I did not want to miss because I would miss something that happened. Things were happening. Now, that was back in the, you know, that's how old I am. <laughs> that was back in the 70s when uh, the Jesus movement was especially strong in California. And in our church, our little church, I think if we stuffed everybody in there, we could fit 40 people in there. I mean, it was just a, a home that was opened up for a li- big living room, and but it was a church, uh, and we knew, we didn't want to miss. If we missed, we'd get, we'd we'd grab somebody as soon as we could, say, "What happened? What happened? What I miss? What I miss?" And and they go, "Oh, there's no way I could explain it to you. It was just the Lord was just so good, you know. You, you did not want to miss. There were things going on, you know." Uh, but sometimes we just, we, we slough it off. You know, so what if we miss? Uh, I'm reminded of Eric Little. Remember the, the runner in the, uh, in the Olympics in the 1920s sometimes? And there's that movie, The Jarrets of Fire, about him. And this man, because it was instilled in the, in the culture, you don't miss. He refused to run an Olympic heat, Olympics. He he refused to run because it was a Sabbath. He needed to be in the fellowship of the saints. You know, uh, here's a, here's a young man who who learned early in his life that uh, that you don't that there's a need to be there to put yourself in that that atmosphere where you're going to hear the word of the Lord. And so even on a snowy morning, he walks out, 15 years old, walking, walking to church. And it's just the snow just got too much. And he decided, well, I'm going to just slip into this little uh, Methodist church here. And that was Charles Spurgeon when he heard the message and got saved. But why, why did he bother? I mean, it's snowing. It's too snowing. I'm going to stay home. no. It was built into us that we go, we go. 
And so I, I wonder, you know, is, is our commitment to one another and the purpose of the church there as, as long as there's nothing else that presents itself? You know, I, I know to me this is hard to, to say, uh, but uh, there's, we all know the verse in Hebrews, uh, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Uh, it says, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We, we need to take that to heart. You know, I, I, I wonder, you know, do we honor God on this day as long as there's just nothing else to do? Okay, there's nothing else to do. Let's go to church. Uh, we, I wonder, what are we instilling in our children when, well, you know, we've got to do this. You know, I know we started church last week with 20 people. You know, it's kind of a rare thing, just very few. And I'm wondering, God, if we have a visitor come in and they look around and say, you know, where is everybody? Well, they had other things to do today. You know, I, I, I just can't see doing that. I can't see doing that. Well, we have, we have a good excuse, do, do you? You know, what are we instilling in our children that says, oh, we don't need to go to church today because we got something more important to do? What's more important? You know, uh, we've talked about having meetings on Friday evening. Well, who's committed to doing that? They can't even come to church on Sunday. So it, it gets a smaller and smaller and smaller group. But I have something else on my heart, and, and it's, it's this verse here. And we desire that each one of you show that same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be sluggish but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So that's Hebrews 6, verse 11 and 12. We, we become sluggish if, if we're not in the fellowship and, and in a place where we can be encouraged and lifted up and see that brightness again and say, yes, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, Tozer, uh, Tozer wrote in, in a book, uh, after, after he wrote this book, uh, The Pursuit of God, he later spoke of the many people that wrote back to him all over the world, missionaries and, and workers and just people that said, you know, I, he talked about the, the fellowship of the burning hearts. The fellowship of the burning hearts. Those who are taken up with growing in the Lord, a closeness to Him, a spiritual yearning, a certain drawing of the Spirit to higher heights. You know, and I'm thinking, I, I've talked to some of you about that. And, and you know, you talk to somebody that has this, this flame. I mean, in, in your heart, there's burning embers or, or, or a big flame, but... We, we need to encourage that and, and let it grow. And the preface to his book brings out things like this. He says, in this hour of all but universal darkness, and this was 1948, one cheering gleam appears. Within the fold of conservative Christianity, there are to be found increasing numbers of persons whose religious lives are marked by a growing hunger after God himself. They are a thirst for God and they will not be satisfied till they have drunk deep at the fountain of living water. 
But God be thanked that there are a few who care. They desire God above all. They are athirst to taste for themselves the piercing sweetness of the love of Christ about whom all the holy prophets did write and the psalmist did sing. As the Bible is not an end in itself, but a means to bring men to an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God. An intimate. It's not just words. It's not just principles. It's not just, I've got the theology, you know, but no fire. That they may enter into him, that they may delight in his presence, may taste and know the inner sweetness of the very God himself in the core and center of their hearts. Others before me, he says, may have gone farther into these holy mysteries than I have done. But if my fire is not large, it is yet real. And there may be those who can light their candle at its flame. You know, if you come aflame, then help light our candle. If you don't come aflame, come and be lit up. Be drawn into this intimate fellowship. It, if it's dry, no wonder we don't want to come. It's just, oh, it's Sunday. I have to go to church. But if you know something in your heart that's a burning and a desire of intimate fellowship, have you ever tasted of it? If you haven't tasted of it, stick around. There are people in this church that have tasted of it. And I wish Brother uh, Scotty would give his testimony again of what happened in the hospital this, what, this summer. And, you know, a visitation that lit his heart and, and the, the, the world grows strangely dim because of it. And your heart towards the Lord grows evermore. We need that, brothers and sisters. The time, you, you know the days are dark. And it's never been this dark worldwide. What's going on? What is God doing? And what does he want us to do? What kind of fire does he want us to start here? You know, I'm afraid to say this, but my daughter's sitting there and we talked about it. She says, I bet you won't do this. She says, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to be here Wednesday evening to pray. To pray. And I invite anybody who wants to just come on in and pray. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for our church, for our city, our country. We need to pray that that fire, that fire goes. And if I didn't say that publicly, I probably wouldn't even be here. I've tried to be here, but you know, there's other things. Too tired. We need to, we need to light a fire. <laughs> so join me in, in praying to God, that Lord. Lord, there's a fire in us. Someplace in there, there's embers that are smoldering, you know, smoldering, that need to be lit. Lord, your spirit is is that fire, and we can't manufacture this. Lord, we know that we wait on you. We desire that you light enlighten us and and give us that intimate fellowship with you that no man can have unless they know you, Lord. Encourage us. Use this day of, of meetings and fellowship and, and the word spoken and, and, and the singing and the worship in, that we can put from our hearts to you in singing. 
that will bring us ever closer. Lord, we desire you and you alone. And we thank you that this is possible because you want it. And therefore, we need to stir one another up to love and good works and to draw near to you. So, Lord, we pray, we pray, we ask, do this, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, that passage from Hebrews, Jim, you're talking about, and, and, and I know you know this, and, and I know we've talked about it before, that we would stir one another up to love and good works. And that stir one another up actually means to fan the flame. You know, talking of embers. And we gather together to do that. To encourage one another to fan the flame of the embers so that our hearts would be ablaze for Him. Uh, Some of you may know Kathy Tricoli, the singer. Uh, There is a candle in every soul. Some brightly burning, some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings a fire, ignites a candle and makes his home. You see, we were all once darkness, but one day the Spirit of God came and lit the fire, lit the candle so that we would have light. And now we are light in the Lord. And so what are we to do? So carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused and torn, and hold out your candle for all to see it. Take your candle and go light the world. Uh, that's, that's Jim, thanks for the reminder uh, that, that we would consider our gathering. Uh, I, I know I've mentioned that. Don't forsake the assembling yourself, as has become the habit. It's, it's just become a habit. Oh, oh, Lord, help us break through habits and help us come to your truth and to love you, Lord, to love you.